Welcome to the Lovingly Conscious Podcast, a podcast in which we discuss what it means to live a conscious life with love as a central point. I believe that if we all live life consciously, make conscious decisions and take responsibility for our own lives, that the world would be a much better place with love at the forefront. That is why I created this podcast, so we can discover what it means to live that mindful and conscious life together. My name is Megan Josephine, and I'm your host today. Let this epic episode begin. Welcome to a new episode of the Lovingly Conscious podcast. While I'm recording this, it's the 28th of July, which means it's my birthday. Ooh, yes, my birthday. I just turned 26. Ooh, and it says 26 on the clock right now. So, hey, isn't that a sign? Anyway, I'm really grateful. I, I never used to actually celebrate my birthday, but I do nowadays because I want to celebrate life. Life is important to me. I find it important to celebrate that we are here on Earth. And I'm so grateful for being here and for experiencing this experience. So you guys, thank you for being on this ride with me um, in this earth journey, this really weird simulation of things that we just made up with one another. I'm so grateful for you guys. So thank you so much for following me and please send me a message if you just want to chat because I just want to chat too. That's something I really, really enjoy. Today we are speaking or I am speaking to Esther. And Esther and I were in secondary school together and she has become a grief coach. And that is just so extremely interesting. And I was like, I need to interview her. I need her on my podcast. She is such a light. And I, I kind of already knew this. I felt this before I asked her for this, you know, for this podcast. I hadn't seen her in years since secondary school. But I just felt there's something she needs to share with this with us, with the world, on this podcast. And, oh, she's just such a pure light of amazing energy. And I just love talking with her. I really feel like I've gained a friend. So Esther, you are one of my new friends. I'm just gonna ask you to come to my birthday party next time. And uh, yeah, I really enjoyed this conversation. She talks about how you can consciously grieve and I find it really, really interesting. And grieving is not only about losing someone, it's also about losing your identity, maybe losing your health, uh, losing a relationship, all those sorts of things. So it's all about these sort of juicy, goody things. I'm not going to keep you waiting any longer. Here is Esther, and she's going to talk about conscious grieving. Before we get started, I want to share an offer I have for you guys. I created the online platform Meditation for Students and I did this because when I discovered meditation, I was at nearly the end of my study and it absolutely changed my life. But I would have wanted to learn about meditation sooner because it really distressed me. So I was like, I've got to create this for other students because other students need to know about this. So I created the online platform Meditation for Students, especially for students with 40 meditations designed especially for you guys if you are a student and you can listen to them whenever you feel like it. There's no judgment. There's just you taking time for yourself, taking a break without feeling guilty about doing so. You can get access to this meditation platform um, via my website, www.meganismindful.com shop. 
and you can get it with a 50% discount. Use the discount Love Podcast to get this discount and I hope to see you at the platform soon. So Esther, thank you so much for being, or well, thank you for having me in your house. <laughs> yeah, sure, yeah, you're so welcome. Thank you. Um, you are a grief expert and everything, but before we start with that, I want to ask you a question. Which conscious decision did you make today? <laughs> oh, yes, today. Um, so I think, I well, uh, every time I wake up, I meditate. That's, uh, that's just a thing I do. And uh, this morning I meditated and I felt so empty, I don't know, really tired and kind of sad and um, well I set my alarm to actually go to the gym from 8 to 9 and well I woke up, I meditated and I just felt no, not today, um, I'm so not into this uh, today. So this is actually not usual for me because I always go to the gym and this morning I, I felt no, no I really need some rest, I really need this sleep uh, apparently. So I just uh, rolled over again I, I just continued sleeping yeah and uh, actually after that I felt way way better and um, I, I went for a long walk actually today in nature so that helped me beautiful yeah. thank you for yeah. sharing oh I hear so many people say this yeah. there's this thing about set morning routines and you know mm. those youtubers saying you've got to have a morning routine and routine and do yeah. this this and this and this and then it's like no if it doesn't feel good mm -hmm. this morning I'm not gonna do it love that Great. it just felt different it yeah. never felt this way, but it felt different today. And, and then, well, then you can be aware of it and make, make another decision, right? So, yes, I did. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. Thank Thanks. you. Yeah. <laughs> so, tell me about your story. How did you become a grief coach? And what made you the person that you are today? Wow. Um, so, uh, I studied creative therapy. And um, I had to do an internship when I was 21. And I ended up at a, at a secondary school and I loved it with teenagers, I really loved it. And one of my first clients actually had a grief question. So her aunt, um, uh, she asked me to help her in this process of grief. And I thought, oh, this is the most beautiful question ever. Um, and at the same time, I felt so, such a lack, I, I, I just had no information, no clue of what, what do I have to do right now, what, how can I help her with, um, her, her mom passed away and um, a couple of years ago and yeah. You, you didn't have the tools? No, not at all. Mm. So I went back to school and I, obviously I said yes to this process because I, I, I just had the feeling that oh, but I really, really want to learn about this and I really want to help her and I myself had, uh, I lost a few persons in my life as well at that time and I thought well how beautiful could it be if I can help her so I went back to school and I asked my teachers and actually really I'm not joking everyone said well I don't really know and I thought what yeah <laughs> I mean, this is cool right I, I am supposed to be a therapist here um, I'm supposed to learn this because grief is so well you can't avoid it in your life no. so yeah, it was actually a pity and, and I had to do everything myself and there I taught myself to work, how could you say this, with intuition. Yeah. So based on intuition, I just, I did whatever I thought, well, let's try this. And this, this actually was the start of me being a grief uh, therapist, grief coach. And my attention was just, um, 
it was opened. I, I thought, wow, this is really amazing because the steps at her in her process were so so beautiful to see. At first, she couldn't talk about her mom because she found it very difficult, mm. which I understood obviously. And later on, uh, every session she she would just open a little bit more. And then afterwards, um, of course, well, at the end of the sessions, we, we kind of made a box for her mom and we filled it. So every session we did something to fill it with. And after the session, so when we said goodbye to each other, she, she had a box especially with everything from her and her mom. And she was so happy with this because now, well, she told me, now I have something back from her. And that, it, it was so touching. Therefore, I was so interested in this part of this process because if you're a therapist then you well you're gonna have some clients with grief questions obviously yeah. so um, I did a minor in this and after school after this minor after I graduated I still had the feeling no man I, I really don't know anything about this yet you, you had like the beginning and that yeah. was it yeah. exactly and uh, so I, I specialized myself um, with a another education in this and it, this took me a year and I worked besides this so mm. um, that, that worked for me and here actually I learned the most important thing for me and that's that grief is so much wider than just death so it's not only lost with, uh, through death but also lost through um, well, lose your, um, your job or your health or um, sometimes it's your perspective in life or mm. your future or your house or heartbreak yes through uh, indeed grief uh, because of a divorce for example you know so many things happen and we all grieve even if people think they are not mm. um, so that I, I developed myself through this in a grief coach and I wanted to know more and more and more and still today uh, I want to know more and more and more and I'm specializing myself today in trauma because I discovered that beneath the grief there's always a trauma mm. so there's always a not always like an abuse kind of trauma but also the trauma in oh I was alone there was nobody uh, there for me or wow. I, I felt ignored or mm. uh, I, I didn't feel welcome or that that's the, the trauma underneath it so yeah that's why I want to specialize myself in trauma as well because I think it makes it complete beautiful yeah and when you say trauma, it doesn't have to be, for example, I'll give myself as an example. I had a trauma after my Dutch grandmother dying because yeah. I was present at her death. Yes. And it wasn't a traumatizing death, as in it was very peaceful. She was in a hospice and I was there and she died peacefully in her sleep. And I dreamt so many strange and disgusting things about her. Um, yeah, I dreamt that one day I dreamt that she was hanging dead from a ceiling. (laughs) It was crazy, but I've, I've come over that now, thankfully, but still, I don't think, is that the only grief, the only trauma you mean, or do you mean like a different kind of trauma as in experiences you had with that person or can you explain a bit more about that? Uh, about the traumas and yeah. this. Well, um, when we think, and I'm, I'm only learning this right now, right? Yeah, so yeah, okay. I, I'm not sure about everything yet, but uh, I discovered that we, uh, I, me, myself as well, um, we look at trauma like, oh, someone is abused or uh, the really intense life events, mm. which are also trauma, of course. But um, 
the trauma could also be really, really small. And it's, it's the feeling that, that is not only in this moment or, uh, of, of being abused, for example, but afterwards, like, oh, I'm alone. No one is there for me. I'm, I'm not welcome. No one listen. No one is listening to me. Uh, that's actually the trauma. Right. Because that's what you continue bringing in, into your life. Because I think that's going to be the thought that you would have in, in, in your whole life. Like, oh, well, doesn't matter because no one uh, mm. is there for me. Or I can't rely on people. Or uh, everyone is always busy with their selves. Or it creates your thoughts. So it creates your life. So it's much more wider. And if I hear you in your situation with your grandmother, then, then it could be a trauma as well to literally see life passes uh, away. Mm. It's not a, a normal thing to, to experience no, in your life. It's not, no, it's it's not, not, not. really common to, to experience something like that. And uh, I had it with my grandfather, actually. And it's so, although it was really, really beautiful to be there and to be the support also for my mom and the rest of the family it was also very intense and mm. very heavy to carry and i was only 15 and you know you can't cope with this we don't learn to cope with this kind of thing so how can you know and it's the same with your 15 or 20 or maybe 60 we don't learn to cope with these kind of things so that could be the trauma as well i guess because you you're, that's, you, that's, yeah, that's a good one you could feel so alone yeah I think. yeah Definitely felt alone in that. Wow, yeah, that's really good. Explaining, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> so something that I found really interesting that you said is that people think that they're not grieving. How can people not think that they're grieving? Yeah, good question. I think that some people are not aware. You know, look at your own business. You you will have, uh, you offer these students to meditate and you make them feel aware about their body, about their feelings, right? But so much... And it's about being conscious, being aware of things. And I think so much people are not aware of what they really feeling or going through. Right. And I really experienced people who said after someone died and then two two months had passed, then they would say, yeah, but it's, it's, it's a while ago. Mm. And then I thought, it's a while ago. So it's only two months. Some people grieve uh, because of a death, uh, I don't know, for years. And who am I to to judge for this time? Like, oh, this is a while ago, or this is this this just happened, or I don't know. There's, there are no rules in grief no. uh, for this. And yeah, I I see people struggling with questions about burnout or depression or well things like that. I think, and and then asking themselves, well, where does this come from? Underneath this, often is a is a loss, and this is. Um, for example, what I can do in my, my own business uh, to discover this. Because there's often a loss that people just might think, oh, yes, that happened. But that's, that was so, so long ago. Right. And then I thought, well, but it's about the impact that it had. Right. And I'm, I discovered, and, and it's also in my own life, for sure, uh, that I was not always aware of the impact something had. Hmm. And I discovered that yeah, a lot of people have this. Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, this is really about living consciously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the conscious, lovingly conscious podcast. But it's also feeling, it's the awareness of actually 
taking on the shit that happens to you and dealing with it instead of I think so many of us we've all done this we do not deal with it because it's not easy Mm. and it's not there's no easy way out so we just push it away for sure and but that you feel people don't recognize it as grief is very interesting i can imagine if you know something happens like a job loss that you wouldn't yeah. one two three think oh i'm actually grieving about something no. but you're yeah. grieving about your identity because you know exactly. our identities are really exactly. connected to what we do for a work for, for a living you know that's why you hear a lot of people who are pensioners say yeah i don't have a, a goal in life anymore do you know about the book ikigai Yes, I that's it. so yes. interesting. You did. Yes, it's what they say in there. Of course, is that those people keep on working, not full time anymore, but they keep on doing something that gives them passion, that gives gives them meaning in life, yeah. because it's part of them. And we should do that more often. You know, the 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 whole no, I'm not going to do anything anymore, gives you no reason to live anymore. Maybe no, sometimes no, exactly. it can. That's how people can experience it. Exactly. Beautiful. You are your own boss. And I love that. And Leave de Royale, love for you. That's is that your company yes. name? Yes. yes, right. I love that. Thank you That's so, so much. So beautiful. How how <laughs> did you just you know decide on that name? Yeah, well, I was one of those people who really wanted an original name. So I, oh man, I've been busy with coming up with a name so long, and then I read an advice: don't, don't take this many time for your for the name of your business. And I thought, okay, okay, but it still has to be so good. Yeah. And then actually, yeah. So much pressure. Oh, so much pressure. And um, actually, I found out that in a voice memo or uh, at a postcard or something, I always uh, say or uh, write, leave the foyal. And then a big kiss and then S. And then I remembered this, that friends came up to me and said, well, since you've been saying this to me, I'm saying this to you uh, too now. And I'm saying this to my friends, and I thought, well, really, okay. And uh, people came up with me, uh, came up to me, and said, oh, it's so sweet, because you are actually wishing me this this love, and I, I can feel this. And I thought, wow, all right. Actually, I discovered that I, I thought this is actually my whole point in life. <laughs> uh, it's so love. easy, yeah. yes, because I I would like to. No, I not not would like. I live through love, and I wish love to all, and. This is something I actually used to say and used to write, so it's really personal, and I wanted it to be personal. And so this totally made sense to me. And I thought, well, it's about self-love, it's about me wishing love to you, but also love for you, like self-love. I wish self-love to everyone. I think it's so important. I didn't even, I wasn't even aware of this word, actually. Really? I was 21. Whoa. Self-love. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Never heard of it before, so can you imagine what it did to me when I get taught about self-love? How important it was to forgive yourself or give yourself space or listen to yourself. What do you need? Uh, what do you want? What is important for you? Yeah, something, things like that. So that's how I came Beautiful. up with this name, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so, it's such a lovely name. Thank Beautiful. you so much. I love it. When I saw it, I was like, I'm hooked. <laughs> Thank you. So how do you contribute to the world within your company? Do you do one-on-one coaching or group? Yes, one-on-one coaching. Yes, so now I've moved since four months uh, to a new home uh, where we are right now. It's so uh, good. It's so so beautiful. (laughs) I love it myself as well. And this actually gave me the the opportunity to have my own practice at home. 
So that's why I do, how do you say, coach. Yeah, coaching one-on-one. Coaching one-on-one, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's what I do. And besides this, I, I am a trainer for uh, Center for Hidden Loss, actually. Mm. Center for Verborgen Verlies. Mm. And that's about the hidden losses. What we mean is the loss that, uh, what you just mentioned, if you lose your job, then yeah. we won't recognize it as grief or yeah. loss. Mm. And we do. So we want to create awareness, uh, actually, to, to call it grief or loss, because that's what it is. Something really intense is happening. It has an impact on your life. It's a life event. So you have to say goodbye to something or something stops. Sometimes when you want it, sometimes not. So mm. that asks something from you in your yeah. life. You have to get used to the new situation. So therefore, it is grief. Because grief sounds so black, like dark. like it does, oh, yeah. Heavy. You can't do anything anymore. But grief is also a way to get used to the new situation. Mm. So that's a whole process. And I think, um, well, if we look at a knowledge of, uh, of grief, you have actually, they, they will explain it like two islands. So when you are grieving the uh, grief island, so then, when, for example, when someone died, uh, this will look like um, you will look to pictures mm. from these people. So you will be actively grieving. Uh, you will talk about this person, you will write about this person, you will maybe watch movies again from this person or listen to their favorite songs or whatever. It's, it's really active grieving. Yeah. And you have this island, as they call it, uh, from Recovery Island. And Recovery Island um, is actually the place where we go to when we distract ourselves from, from this grief. So we go out, we make appointments with friends again, we laugh, we, we kind of forget the grief for, for a moment because there's another life waiting out for us and that's okay. And grief is nothing more than shipping through these islands. And you learn to live with the loss. Exactly. Mm. And I think people, if we talk about people who are not aware of griefing, they are actually always on recovery island. Okay. Recovery island, so they are distracted. They are focusing on the good things in life, always going through uh, with their lives, going back to work, going back to the sport clubs, um, doing their hobbies again, everything, as long as it is not griefing. Mm. And if you have healthy way in griefing, then you are supposed to be shipping through this. Yeah. And therefore, you can feel really good or really bad at the same time so like it's shipping very fast mm. you can move through these islands so fast and so many times and that's what they call grief right so that's a balance that you can have mm. in grief beautiful so so little people do, do know this it's and, so uh, it's so it's such a taboo i feel yes. people have no idea yes. what to say when someone's grieving yeah when someone's sad i remember during my study there was this girl in my class and we were, it was the first year and it was like the first month of the first year. So we didn't really know each other very well. Yeah. And her brother of seven years, he was seven years old, died because of a really? truck accident. Oh. And she was, she was full of grief. She was so sad. Oh. And she, it took her a while to be able to come back to school without crying, yeah. but nobody had any idea how to deal with this. Yeah. No one had any idea. And I think she's felt so alone and I felt so so bad that we couldn't do anything for her because we didn't know what to do how to deal with it I yeah I feel so bad about that you know what I mean I think we all uh, feel very responsible to make someone happy again yeah and in these situations you can't no. you just can't hmm. and uh, we think it's very hard or maybe impossible to actually accept this we can't take someone's grief 
and throw it away or something. I mean, so what should people do need their grief? Mm. Because it's a, it's a process and the process is uh, happening after this big, intense life event. So she actually needed this, this part of grieving. Yeah. And when we would take it away, that would be so, it would be just not healthy. No. She, would, she, she needs this at this moment. But could we have done, what, what could we have done for her? Do you have any tips for people around someone, you know, it could be your mum who's sad about something, you know, losing a friend or, or your classmate who you don't really know very well. Do you have any tips for people who are, who have grieving people around them, grieving loved ones? To respond to them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's not one way that you can respond. Mm. Uh, respond in, but I would say with recognition. Recognition is the most important thing. Really saying to the other person, like, I see you, I hear you, I am here for you. Without any solutions or without taking any grief away or without, oh, I recognize this because I had the same when I was. So it's such a human way of, of responding right I mean it's, it's it's normal to talk about yourself in these situations and sometimes it's possible but try to avoid your own peace yeah. and, and grief uh, in this in this situation because it's not important in this very particularly situation yeah um, the other person yeah doesn't bring them any 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 support anything really no. And, no. and that's actually the word that um, is so important here support mm. So you could be supportive in a lot of ways because uh, when you when we talked about these islands, so recovery island and grief island, then people need persons of both islands, I guess, because some people can really help in this grief part to talk about the person or the, the job that they lost or you know, to talk about it, to be there for someone. But they can also help with uh, distraction and to go out with them, to surprise them, to say, oh, come on, I've booked a holiday for you for a couple of days, we're going. Mm. or here's a little present, uh, a massage, I don't know, something like that. Um, flowers to just, the idea, I think mm -hmm. it's the intention of it that helps. Right. Um, there's not one way, I think, but I think it's about recognition. So yeah. if you really don't know what to say, then say that's a thing that you could say. Okay, beautiful. That's a really good tip. I think that's very helpful. Yeah, and yeah. it's vulnerable because mm. uh, that's also a trigger. Yeah. And don't forget that the grief of others also triggers us mm. in our grief. Yeah. And that's the most important thing why people always uh, look, look away when someone is grieving. Because it's so intense to feel the grief of another person because you can't, you can't help them in this. It's painful. So it's painful to see yeah. them like this. And therefore we look away so often. But if you don't look away and you could just look at them and say, wow, this is so intense. I... I feel so much, I can't imagine what you are going through. But know that I'm here. And know that I hear you, I see you. I, Yeah, I'm here for you if you need me. Yeah. Well, be there if mm, you say this. Beautiful. Be the support. Thank you. I feel like we've already talked about this, but one of the questions that I've written, written down is what are your top tips for people who are grieving? How can you consciously grieve? I think that uh, this takes me back this takes me back to recognition as well because if you recognize it for yourself then it will help you uh, step into this process for yourself so I think the most important thing is to know that it's okay to not be okay mm. and uh, it's such a cliche but it's, it's really it's, it's actually the truth because it's part of the grief that's what I, why I mentioned the islands because this is normal this is the way of griefing it has a recovery part and it has a grief part. And 
um, this together makes makes it grief. I think you don't you don't have to feel bad when you are laughing after someone dies. You know, mm. it's, it's, you are allowed. You are allowed to laugh. You are allowed to feel pain. I wish for everyone that they could feel this. That they are allowed to feel whatever they feel, and they are allowed to act however they would like to act. Sometimes you are. Um, bit annoying but sometimes maybe you are angry maybe sometimes you are very happy uh, or maybe relieved so all these feelings they are allowed to be here yeah um, that's that's my number one tip i think recognition for what what do you feel and it's okay that you are feeling this right now and it's part of this process for me mm. i would say it like this yeah. just feel feel to heal yes. right yes feel to heal, feel to heal. and I, I know and uh it's including myself here uh, feeling is not always easy, right? Yeah. I mean, sometimes there are so many emotions and you think, oh gosh, can it stop, please? Yeah. And I think at the moment that we decided to ignore these or to stop it or we push it away and therefore it'll be, it'll come back so hard. Yeah. Another time, another moment, uh, but it'll come back. Yes. <laughs> it'll come back to haunt <laughs> it'll you. It'll come back. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the advice is actually if you feel it coming up, then let it be there because um, it is here. Beautiful. Thank you. How can we love ourselves in a time of grief? Yeah, I think it's it's about again uh, uh, about being aware of what you need hmm. and to totally just follow this feeling. Right. Uh, if you have the um, the wish or the desire to go outside or to stay inside uh, or to be very active or to talk to everyone or maybe to no one then please just follow this feeling for a moment and of course if you haven't talked to anyone in six months then i would say okay maybe you should take another look at this but at first if this is the, the desire with it i mean if you really don't want to talk with anyone about this in the, at the start and just get along with this feeling, I guess. Right. Um, because then, then you probably need it to, right. to act like this. And um, that's also what self-love means for me, just to follow your desire, follow your ideas from inside, your inspiration. If you feel so... Uh, I had to think about the situation that um, a parent dies from, from cancer, for example, and at the same time you're feeling very, very sad, obviously, or maybe lost or uh, well I can't imagine what you must feel but uh, at the same time you could also feel uh, relieved because this disease would make such an impact in your life for Definitely. example and then you have so many emotions and feelings at the same time we haven't been taught to deal with this mm. like how do I have to make a choice I mean is this bad do I have to feel guilty now or still human if I feel relieved when one of my parents passed through uh, passed away sorry um, I think this these are the big questions right if someone passes away then we feel so much guilt or shame or uh, am I doing this right or wrong or is this the best way or do I have to change we are always looking for the best way and grief is so uh, there's no best way no there no. is only doing it yeah in in what feels right at that moment exactly yeah which makes it very difficult but this is actually challenging you so much to to be very sweet to yourself very lovable to yourself right because this is exactly what you need especially when you miss the support in your surroundings mm. then you have to be your own support uh, 
which can be very, very tough. Yeah. But some people are in this situation, so... Um, Love for you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Love for you if you are in that situation right now. Leave yeah. the free out. <laughs> yeah, definitely. How can somebody become a grief coach if they're thinking, this is how I want to serve the world, yeah. this is what I want to do? What do you have to do before becoming a grief coach? Um, I think there are like several uh, educations. I'm, I'm not aware of every education possible here. Well, for me, myself, I, I did a minor in this to already have a start. And then I had a, like a specialization. I'm not sure how to mention this. Yeah, specialization would yeah. be it, I think. Um, and uh, talk about this. Um, I'm on LinkedIn and I just network a lot. Right. I, I ask a lot, like, oh, how do you cope with these clients, or how do you, what do you say to these clients, or what is important in this kind of loss? Or mm. I'm always looking for new information as well. Right, new or, ways to deal with certain yes, clients. Yeah. Yes, because we say, well, they discover a lot of new things about grief or trauma. Uh, not maybe every day, but a lot. So um, we don't know all of the things uh, about it yet. So yeah, there's always something new to to learn in my opinion, and I read a lot of books about self-love, right. about grief, loss, um, about uh, rejecting yourself and things, or feeling so many things at the same time, or meditation, and uh, those kind of things. So I think there are several ways to make a start in this, mm. and um, what I think is a beautiful thing, they are also looking for more experienced people. So not only educated people, but also people with an experience in, yeah. in loss or grief, uh, grief, and um, that they will interview these people. Or uh, I'm, I'm not sure what the word is in English, but it's like erfaringsdeskundige. Uh, yeah, yeah. People who have life experience in yeah. in that. Yeah. And, and you have a special education for this, so right. this is becoming very popular. So if you think uh, a whole education for me is not the thing, that's no. not my thing. Um, then you could also choose for something like this. Right. And it's very uh, upcoming. So, Beautiful. Yeah, that's yeah. that's really good. I think that's also in the coaching field. So many yes. people can call themselves coaches coaches because they've you know yeah. gone through things. We've yes. all gone through things. Absolutely. So yeah. <laughs> everyone can become a coach. Education for no, this, right? No, no not necessarily. No. And what I like about what you just said is that you don't only focus on reading books about grieving but you also focus on self-love meditation Absolutely. tools yes. that get you through this time exactly exactly mm. because it's not only about grief because when i help someone in um, a pr grief process then it's not only about the grief but it's also uh, about giving meaning to something yeah uh, because um well i heard it in your uh, first episode uh, that you told uh, that you said like uh, you wanted to do an education but it didn't work out well, it's about your minor, I thought. Yeah. And um, I think that's the minor you did. Yeah. Oh, really? I really think it is. It was um, about grief and loss. Yeah. I wanted to do that minor so bad, but they would only accept one person from another school, and I was from another yes. school, so they didn't I accept me. I saying it, and I thought, really? Okay, so how did I get in? Yeah. <laughs> well, then <laughs> you okay, were the then, person, yeah, maybe. I think so. Yeah. It, had, it, it was meant to be. I don't know. Yeah. I forgot my point, but there are so oh sorry, <laughs> but there are so many things that you could do and and um, discover about this, and it's it's such a, a, a special path to go through because right. it, it, loss and grief is everywhere. Mm -hmm. We're only not taught to see it everywhere, but um, it's everywhere. So we all have things to say goodbye to in our lives, mm. whether we want it or not. Mm. And, um, uh, even your youth. Could be yeah. something that you, you have to say goodbye to some, some sometime. 
yeah in your childhood or something like that and some mm. people cope with this very well and some people not not so much you need some so tools much. yeah exactly it's about cool. tools about everything yeah yeah now you're talking about teaching anyway teaching. i have four short que questions for you that i want to ask you yeah um which subject should be mandatory at school over the world and then grieving would be excluded because mm -hmm. you know yeah. we're, we're all for that that's already <laughs> yes. at school <laughs> exactly okay i would say a law of attraction yes I oh. oh i would have loved it I would have loved it to know this so much earlier in my life. Uh, and yeah. I mean, I'm only 25. I mean, I'm not a grandmom yet. No. But, but still, I, I would As have a teenager. Loved it. Yes. Yeah. In my puberty. Jesus. I, I would have loved this. Oh, my God. Yes. I still don't know how it works. You know, 90% of the time, mm -hmm. I'm still like, everyone talks about how easy the law of attraction <laughs> yeah, yeah. is. And it's I've not figured it out yet, but... You know, if I would have figured it out back then or heard about it back then, maybe I would have been a bit further than, than yeah, now and, already. And I think it's about trust. And I, I, yeah. I would have wished um, to get taught about trust and, and faith and not in a religious way, but with a wider perspective, like trusting yourself, trusting that it'll be all right or that it'll be coming to you or yep. in the way that it suits you. Mm. And uh, I, yeah, I would have loved it, I think. Um, but also about self-love, right? Yeah. Why don't they teach 100%. about self-love? Yeah. It's so they, important. What I find so wrong about school, the school system right now, is that they grade you and you are doing yeah. something right or you're doing something wrong. If you're exactly. not doing it the way that people tell you you've got to do it, then you're doing it wrong. But there are like a million ways to do stuff in life. But you're basically taught, okay, if, you, if you're not going to fit in this box, you're, you're not good. Yeah, exactly. Um, how yeah. are you ever going to love yourself if that's what they teach you? And also, that's that's what I would have loved as well. Um, that it's what I told you earlier. Um, that it's okay to not be okay. Like the the main goal yeah. in life is not to be happy all the time. No. It shouldn't be because then you will fail for sure. Because it's not possible. Um, you would have you would ignore everything that you're feeling, and then what we have already discussed about it will come back to you. Yes, it and, will. <laughs> and you won't be more happy about it or whatever it, it won't bring you further in things I, I just don't believe so I am and it's tough it's tough but yeah it is tough and I would have liked a mentor or someone yeah who just said oh well you are okay with how you do it right now or um you know you're sad sometimes well okay. I'm sad sometimes exactly that's totally normal be sad congratulations yeah. you're a human being exactly <laughs> Woo. yes and yeah. I think I had the idea like oh I have to be happy all the time because when I'm sad I'm, I'm, I'm doing something wrong apparently because I'm sad so you're not doing something yeah. wrong it's good no. it's okay I love that yeah. yeah I love that thank you which book should everybody read yes um <laughs> I've read so many books I'm I'm like exploding right now <laughs> um with tips but um I would I would love to mention uh universe the universe has your back Gabriel 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 Bernstein. Bernstein. yeah Bernstein, yeah. Bernstein. Well, yeah, that's yeah. the English oh, I love. I've not read it yet. I should. I've been pushing Law of Attraction away. I don't know why. <laughs> well, it'll it'll come. It'll, it'll come. Yeah. That's yeah. for a reason. Okay. That would be yeah. all right. But this book, it just gave me so much hope, so much trust, and and it's about the transformation from uh, fear to faith. So it actually did its job. <laughs> and uh, and maybe I I'll it. borrow this yeah. book. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can. You okay, may. cool. You can borrow Thank it. You. Yes, I loved it. Yeah, going yeah. from fear to yeah. faith. 
Fear is such a thing that we experience daily. Oh, my God. We make so many decisions based on fear. You have no idea how many. Like, yeah, crazy. Exactly. And right now I'm reading The the Secret. Ooh. Oh, my goodness. I want to read that one too. I've seen a documentary, of course, but the book's way more detailed, of course. Yeah. And I love it. It gives me so much energy, positivity. Yeah. Um, Connection again. Mm. I I feel really connected when I read something like that with myself but also universe but also society mm. that i think oh if i'm living more through love or more for, through law of attraction i just i just can visualize everything we can create our literally world. i have got this um this book which i'm not using enough either it's a uh, book in which i've written down the universe is a catalog and then i can write down oh. everything that i want literally i can just order it from the universe yes. and then it will come to and me will say, yes, yeah here you are here you are yeah. there you go but I feel like I'm resisting still a bit mm-hmm. too much. So that's something that's... Um, yeah. Yeah, it will come. It will come. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and mm. even this is, is... It's okay, right? I mean, you don't have to be... Um, how do you say this? Uh, ready all the mm. time. I mean, no. sometimes you feel like, no, it's not the time yet. But it'll come. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. If I hear you like this, definitely. Yeah, you definitely. know it. It's just yes. the implementing that's yeah. the second thing. Yeah. Which... Show, film, or documentary should we all watch? I love the movie Mr. Nobody. Oh, I've not seen that one. And it's about the, I think it's it's almost year three thousand in this movie, and and uh, they have discovered ways in which we can stay immortal. Oh. And one person has um, hasn't the ability yet because mm. he's too old, and okay. uh, I think something like this is happening, and he's dying right now of, at that moment in the movie, and then he. He's talking to someone and explaining about his life. And actually he tells about three kind of lives that he lived. So the person who was talking to him, he said like, okay, but what life is actually the real one? And then the whole movie is about the, also the butterfly effect, but also uh, which choices would have uh, affect my life. So he tells three different stories because of different choices he made. And I found this movie so what is the word? Interesting? In, interesting? Uh, intriguing. Intriguing. Thank mm. you. Because I thought, yes, but this is this is what it's about to take the responsibility in your life. Feel this power of making a choice in your life. And it's not about, oh, if I make the wrong choice, then, what, then? not really like that, but feel that, the feeling that you are free to make this choice and that it actually has consequences and that mm. you are responsible for making this choice. And you have the opportunity to think about this choice. I don't know. It, it, it had me. Cool. <laughs> I, I thought, wow, yeah. So you get that means that every choice is important, even the little ones. Beautiful. So, Mr. Yeah. Nobody, one Mr. to watch. Nobody. Yeah. Ooh. And what is your tip for living a life in love? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, I would say um, well, be careful with the jud- judgments, I think. Mm. Um, we are, and maybe especially in the Netherlands, I'm, I'm not sure, but we are often asked, what do you think of this? Yeah. Uh, what do you think? Uh, if you look at this, uh, and, and we are so trained to think everything uh, everything out and, and, yeah. and have an opinion about everything. Yeah, that's and, the Dutch culture. <laughs> uh, yeah, right? And, yeah. and sometimes I'm just tired of this, and 
I think I don't have an opinion about yep. these guys and people will just stare at you like really really it, for example the COVID vaccination oh, I literally yes. do not have an opinion about someone choosing to do oh. it or not to do oh. it but people the it's Dutch right. people do not understand this and I'm like please just let people do what yeah, they want to do exactly. oh and, yeah. and I think that's not love so no. um, love for me is also very uh, forgiving but also it gives you so much space just to be, just to uh, to think, to feel, to discover for yourself uh, what is important for you. So if you decide to take yeah. it, yes or no, then it's your decision. So um, I'll just let it there. Like it's right. your thing. I try to be less judgmental. I'm not saying that it's always working because no, uh, it, it's well, a challenge actually. Judging is also a way of surviving, of yeah. course. So yes. and it's also a way of setting your own boundaries. You know, if you feel if you feel like someone's vibe is definitely not yours, then mm-hmm. don't don't go yes. and chill out or hang out with that person yes. because that's also good. It's good to set set boundaries, but we often overjudge. Don't you think? Yes, <laughs> yes I do. Yes, and also so quickly. Mm. Like I, I would see someone walking barefoot in in town, and I would think that's weird. Yeah, and why did you do I that? Think, mm. Why is this weird? Like, yeah. like what do you care even? Let this person just walk on their bare feet. I was shopping the other day with a girlfriend of mine and there was this woman who walked in front of us and she was uh, wearing underwear, which we all do, but her sh- her dress was shining through so you could see oh, her underwear. Yeah. And I said, oh, wow, that's not really good. And she said, why not? Because we all wear underwear. You can just yes. see her underwear. Yes. <laughs> who cares? You see that she's wearing underwear. And I was like, that oh, is yeah. such a good one. Oh my God. So I've really been training myself that every time I see this, it's like, oh yeah, she's yes. wearing underwear, yes. <laughs> you know. Good for her. Yeah, yeah. good for her. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But what's the difference, right? I mean, you are wearing underwear as well. And yeah. now you can see it and now we are uncomfortable with it. Yeah. And then we, we are judgmental. Like, yeah. Wow. Exactly. It's the uncomfortableness. Yeah. It's yeah. the fact that I you're not so. comfortable. Yes, yeah. I think so. So I try to be... I try to be uh, okay with co- uncomfortable. Yeah, being uncomfortable. Being uncomfortable. <laughs> okay, this yeah. is new. I feel uncomfortable because it doesn't fit in a box. Exactly. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to be uncomfortable. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I try. I try to uh, to be like this, and and I think this this is also love. Yeah. To 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 spread in the world to not um, be ju- too judgmental and um, you know to look at human beings not only as all. Do you fit in this box or not? Hmm. But oh, we are all trying, right? We're yep. all trying. We're all trying. And yes. We're all doing our best. For sure. That's all we're yeah. doing. Yeah, definitely. Have I not asked you anything? Is there something you'd still like to say? Yeah, can come up with something. Cool. Yeah. Well, then, where can people follow you? Where can they connect with you and get in touch with you? Why? Well, uh, they are so so welcome. Uh, first, to have said that, um, and I hope for for a little inspiration. For mm. a feeling of being connected, being loved, being seen. Um, I read about themes that just come up with me, so I'm, I'm, I don't have this content uh, just figured out yet. I, mm. I just feel what's what's there for me and uh, my thoughts and everything. And I try to be an inspiration, but also very pure. So mm. so pure. Yeah, You're so yeah, pure. I'm, <laughs> you know. So pure. I'm so I could be so insecure. I mean, I just quit my job uh, to continue with uh, Love for You, so Leave for Real. Wow. And uh, it was I was so scared. Oh my god. <laughs> but yeah. it felt so good. Yeah. And still. Mm. And sometimes I feel very scared about it. Uh, but at the same time, this this is really my mission in life, and I would 
love to reach out and um, we can connect via LinkedIn right that's where you're LinkedIn. active yes and do you have a website uh, no not yet okay working on it but uh insta Okay. Yes. Your Instagram. Yes. Cool. Okay, yes, I'm gonna follow you. Why, yes, why am I not following you on Instagram <laughs> yet? <laughs> why aren't you? I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna link to everything after in the this, show okay. notes, yeah. <laughs> so everyone can click on your Instagram after this. Thank you so much. Cool. Yes. Yeah, you're so welcome. So, thank you so much, Esther, thank for you. being here today. And yes. um, yeah, thank you for everything you've shared. And um, yeah, hope to maybe speak to you in the future again. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for this uh, invitation. Thank and, you. Beautiful what you are doing. Thanks. Esther is such a pure light. I was in secondary school with Esther and she was already so pure now, but she you can just see how she has become herself, completely herself. And I loved every second with her. She is such a positive and pure light of inspiration. So please go and follow her wherever you can follow her. So LinkedIn, Instagram. Most of her posts are Dutch, but I definitely think she can communicate with you in English if that's something you are very interested in. Thank you, Esther, for this episode. The next few weeks, I am going to be on holiday. I am, however, going to post a few mini episodes with just me. They are not going to be this long of interviews. So if you feel like following me the next three weeks, they are just going to be mini episodes with me. And I'm going to be talking about things uh, around consciousness so and living a conscious life. So I can't wait to see you there. Thank you so much for tuning in and see you next week. Bye bye.